Crystal here. If you're enjoying our veterinary podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you took a few minutes just to write an iTunes or Google Play review. Thanks again. Now, on to our podcast. Lidocaine is a sodium channel blocker that is widely used in both large and small animal medicine as a local anesthetic, analgesic, and as a class 1B antiarrhythmic. A perhaps less common application for this medication in small animal medicine is as a gastrointestinal promotility agent in cases of ileus. The effects of lidocaine on improving the clinical signs of ileus in postoperative horses and humans has already been documented. However, what about dogs? Johnson and all out of the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine wanted to evaluate the effects of lidocaine on gastrointestinal motility in dogs. The authors aimed at measuring the effects of lidocaine CRIs, constant rate infusions, at two different doses on the gastrointestinal transit times of healthy adult dogs as compared to saline CRI controls. In this study, six healthy adult beagles were used and all were subjected to each of the three treatments with a washout period between treatments. The control treatment involved receiving a 0.05 mil per kg bolus of 0.9% saline prior to a CRI of 10 mils per hour for 12 hours. The first lidocaine treatment involved receiving a bolus of lidocaine at 1 mg per kg, this equated to a volume of 0.05 mils per kg IV, followed by a CRI at a rate of 25 micrograms per kg per minute for 12 hours. The second lidocaine treatment group involved receiving the same 1 mg per kg bolus of lidocaine prior to a more concentrated CRI at 50 micrograms per kg per minute for 12 hours. This higher lidocaine dose range represents the known upper end of lidocaine's analgesic effects before crossing over into the antiarrhythmic effect range. In both of the lidocaine treatment groups, the lidocaine CRIs were diluted in such a fashion as to fit a fluid rate of 10 mils per hour. This dilution was necessary in order to keep the observers blinded to the treatment groups. The beagles were fasted for 24 hours prior to their treatments, administered BIPs, which are barium-impregnated polyethylene spheres, and fed. Baseline radiographs of the abdomen were obtained after oral ingestion of the BIPs in the food, and then were repeated hourly during the 12-hour duration of their assigned treatment, and then once more four hours after the treatment ended. The radiographs were evaluated in regards to the quantifiable amount of BIPs present within the various regions of the gastrointestinal tract, with most emphasis placed on how quickly the BIPs exited the stomach, gastric emptying time, and when they reached the large intestine, gastrointestinal transit time. So, what they find in the study? The use of lidocaine CRIs at either dose range did not appear to increase the gastric emptying times at any point within the 12-hour treatment window. However, there did appear to be a favorable trend in decreasing gastrointestinal transit times, although statistical significance was not achieved. The 25 microgram per kg per minute group had a very minimal increase in gastrointestinal transit time documented at six hours from onset of treatment. The higher dose of lidocaine appeared to nominally decrease the gastrointestinal transit time starting between four and six hours from the onset of treatment. Nausea scores for the 25 microgram per kg per minute lidocaine group did not differ significantly from the control group, but in the 50 microgram per kg per minute lidocaine group, all dogs vomited. Within the 50 microgram per kg per minute lidocaine group, one dog developed such severe vomiting that it had to be withdrawn from that portion of the study. 
The onset of nausea after starting the lidocaine administration occurred most notably at four to five hours after treatment onset, and again at 11 to 12 hours after treatment onset. The sedative effects of the lidocaine were also more pronounced in the higher lidocaine CRI group, but both lidocaine groups exhibited sedation as compared to the saline group. In conclusion, although the BIPs entered the colon quicker, between 4 to 7 hours, in the high-dose lidocaine CRI group, the overall percentage amount of BIPs did not vary between treatment groups and the control group. Therefore, this study could not claim with statistical significance that lidocaine improved gastrointestinal motility, although they did notice at least a trend in decreased gastrointestinal tract time in the high-dose lidocaine group only. That said, trends don't mean anything unless they're statistically significant. Another limitation of this study is that there is some controversy on how well BIPs assess gastrointestinal motility. So, why do we clinically see a quicker resolution of postoperative ileus in horses and humans, and perhaps in dogs, when we use lidocaine CRIs in the postoperative period? The direct promotility effects of lidocaine should not be overemphasized, but authors have suggested theories as to why lidocaine use may still result in clinical improvement of ileus following GI surgeries. Lidocaine CRIs have analgesic effects that may help to minimize the use of higher doses of opioids. Perhaps by lowering the need for opioids in the postoperative period, this will lessen the degree of opioid-induced ileus. Lidocaine also reduces pro-inflammatory cytokines and acts as a free radical scavenger, which may have a role in minimizing ileus as it relates to gastrointestinal inflammation. Perhaps, and most importantly, lidocaine helps to decrease pain signals from the intestines and or decrease the sympathetic tone caused by painful GI conditions, thereby lessening the intestinal response to pain, which would normally result in GI ileus. So, what do we take away from this Vectoral podcast? What we have learned from this study is that lidocaine in high doses may exhibit a small promotility effect on intestinal transit, although not enough to be statistically significant over controls. Despite not having a significant effect on intestinal motility, lidocaine may exhibit strong indirect effects on intestinal motility by decreasing the triggers of GI ileus. In human medicine, clinicians suggest stopping lidocaine CRIs within the first day after surgery to acquire the benefits of lidocaine's analgesic and free radical scavenging properties without causing significant or prolonged nausea. If you are faced with a patient that is already exhibiting significant nausea and you do not want to exacerbate the nausea with lidocaine, alternative medications should be sought to minimize lidocaine's indirect effects on ileus. Hypertonic saline has been mentioned to help free radical scavenging effects that perhaps could help mitigate reactive oxygen species in the postoperative period. Pain medications outside the opioid group, such as gabapentin, ketamine, and dexmedetomidine, could help to dampen the intestinal's paralytic response to pain stimuli also. Meropitant has also been suggested to have visceral analgesic properties. The use of lidocaine in postoperative patients for the purpose of reducing ileus should be weighed with the significant nausea that this medication can cause. Luckily, the nausea produced by the lidocaine CRIs quickly dissipated after cessation of the CRIs. Lidocaine remains an excellent analgesic when used as part of multimodal analgesic protocols and may have global beneficial effects on the patient's outcome in the postoperative period. However, know that the pro-motility effects are minimal.